Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. I am joined once again by Ashir. Thanks for coming on. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. So today we're going to be talking about uh, Mustang Panda. I know that sounds like a ridiculous group name, and our art team came up with a pretty sick illustration that goes along with it. But this is a threat actor that's kind of known by many names. It's been around for a while. So it's kind of hard to keep track of this threat actor because different publications and outlets might refer to it by different names. But they've been around for many years and pretty active. So what can you kind of tell us about what the group has been up to until this point and what made us want to write about them again a couple weeks ago? Mustang Panda is has been illustrated by us uh, as a panda in a really cool car. So um, it's it's basically a group that has been attributed to China over the past uh, few years by multiple firms and multiple vendors as well. This group has operated for several years now. Their main motive is to carry out espionage, steal restricted information from organizations, and continue to maintain long-term access into their victims' networks. Mustang Panda has targeted uh, government entities all over the world. You know, we've seen them in geographies all over the world, from America to Europe to uh, even Asia, where they're absolutely widespread. Now, uh, in the beginning of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, we, we saw an uptick in archives and executables masquerading as reports from the European Union. These fake reports that were created and operated by the Mustang Panda APT group uh, would result in the deployment of family of a malware family called PlugX uh, that consists of a variety of rack capabilities. So that's what the intention is here throughout their campaigns over the years. You know, infect uh, people and individuals of interest with malware so that they can establish long-term surveillance of those individuals and organization. And then specifically in this blog post that we're going to be talking about today, we are kind of updating folks on their actions because we felt it was notable that they started targeting uh, some European countries, specifically Russia. And this is particularly surprising because Russia and China are close military allies. And as the Russian invasion of Ukraine stands today, China has not been particularly outspoken against their actions to this point. So why do we think that this threat actor could be targeting Russian entities, given all of that information? Like, is it basically just like, hey, this group is kind of agnostic to international politics goings on and just wants to make money and, and be bad, essentially? Yep. yep. Over over the past few years, there have been indications of greater cooperation between the two countries, right? You know, the Sino-Russian uh, relationships have improved quite a bit. And with these relationships improving between the two, you know, one would expect that there would be a diffusion in offensive operations, especially in the cyber realm between the two. However, as seen in a lot of espionage campaigns, uh, nation states tend to spy on everyone that is of interest to them, right? So it doesn't matter whether they're friendly nations or hostile nations, they want to keep an eye on everyone. And, you know, that's basically what espionage is. And that's exactly what is happening here. An invasion that is of interest to a lot of entities is now being turned into an opportunity to infect users. And this is not just Mustang Panda, you know, there's various other uh, APT groups that are doing this as well. They're, they're essentially trying to be agnostic of the countries that they target. So they, they want to have an eye on, you know, they want to keep an eye on everyone. And that's why they've included Russia in their net of victims as well. So we, we talked about now that how their targeting is unique. What, what specifically about their tools? or any of their tactics are particularly unique to this group that we feel like folks should know about? 
So Mustang Panda has constantly been evolving their ETPs. You know, over the past couple of years, uh, they've diversified their delivery mechanisms in the forms of archives. And, you know, recently we've seen executables disguised as legitimate reports, you know, that are of a topic of interest to the victim. And when they're opened or when they're executed, they uh, start the entire infection chain. They continue to evolve and deploy new versions of PlugX, which is their go-to implant, their favorite uh, malware family. Even in attacks observed against European entities, uh, you know, in in in, the, in this recent campaign, we've seen a newer version of PlugX uh, being used. Now, PlugX isn't the only implant that we've seen them use. We've observed that this adversary will rely on the use of bespoke stages, metaprator beacons, and even reverse shells, especially when it comes to targeting of entities in Asia. So, you know, they've got different, it's it's not just one single rat family that they de- deploy. They've got a variety of malware, uh, customized malware that they tend to use across different geographies. And they slowly, slowly evolve that into, uh, you know, new newer versions of the malware, as well as newer uh, delivery mechanisms over time. Yeah, so you mentioned the PlugX uh, Trojan specifically. That That's a malware that's been around for quite a while now that Mustang Panda's been known to use in several different scenarios. Uh, so in a hypothetical uh, attack scenario, what could they carry out if, you know, organization were to be subjected to that malware? PlugX is essentially a, a remote access Trojan, which means that it has a wide variety of capabilities. You know, it's it's just completely packed with different kinds of capabilities and plugins. You know, uh, uh, functionalities like disk management modules, key loggers, process enumeration, capturing of screenshots, complete system administration. All of these are capabilities that are built into PlugX. Another another reason why PlugX is so dangerous is because it has the ability to deploy additional malware on the infected system. And we've seen the adversary do that. You know, they deploy additional malware on infected systems as well. So it's like a complete package of a rat family that they have constantly been evolving over the past few years. And now they use it very frequently because, you know, it's very reliable and it's packed full of functionality. Well, uh, that covers all the questions that I had for you, at least about this group. Is there anything else that I missed or anything else that particularly stood out to you about the group at this time that you want to share? This is a highly motivated adversary that targets organizations all over the world. And over the past couple of years, there have been no signs of their activity and their operations slowing down. If you if you take a look at our blog, you'll see that we've covered activity in Asia, in Europe, uh, you know, references towards uh, American topics as well. So they have a very wide net of victims right now uh, and targets, and they intend to increase, the, they tend to proliferate themselves even more. Therefore, it is very important that organizations must be prepared for such threats. You know, you should have a layered defense model to protect against such adversaries, have coverage across various attack surfaces such as email, network, endpoint, etc. You know, so, so that you can protect yourself against such advanced persistent threat. All right, awesome. Well, thank you as always for your time, Ashir. For folks who want to read more about this, I'll be linking to the blog in the show notes. And you can also check it out on any of our social media profiles. Like Ashir said, it's kind of hard to miss the uh, the panda driving a sports car. So it's pretty easy to spot if you're scrolling through our feeds. Uh, so thanks as always for your time, Ashir. Thanks, John. Thank you for having me.